Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church here in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join us for the broadcast today. And what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. Today we're going to be continuing in 2 Corinthians, and we are looking now in chapter 6, and this will be our fifth and final, I believe, Bible study in the sixth chapter. Now, if you've missed any of our previous Bible studies, I'll invite you to visit wherever podcasts can be found. Uh, visit those places. Type in Striving for Revival and become a subscriber to our podcast. Our podcast takes all of these Bible studies from the radio. We archive them via the podcast. That way, if you miss us on your station. You can always catch me there whenever you have the time. I know as I travel that many of you will tell me that you're studying along with me and you listen daily, and I sure appreciate that. And uh, maybe if you don't have the podcast already, get that in case you miss us. That way you can always stay up on the same page as me. Also, I've been getting a lot of notes lately that you listen to the podcast, and I sure do appreciate that, and that sure is a blessing to my heart. Now, as we finish out 2 Corinthians 6, we began last broadcast with the topic we'll continue and finish today. That topic is the topic of an unequal yoke. Now, probably some of you in different parts of this country, maybe in some other countries that are listening where it's rural and farm land, you know what a yoke is. You can see it in your mind. Maybe you have one within sight of you even now or one out there in the barn somewhere. And you know what it is to see animals in a yoke and to drive those animals and to see that plow get down into the soil. And it's an amazing thing to watch. I, I love it. I mean, to see it, I kind of grew up around that kind of a thing. So uh, it's nostalgic, I guess. Now we have tractors, but some folks still will hook up their mules or hook up uh, some horses or something to a yoke and pull a plow and turn over that field and prepare that field for planting or get it ready for whatever's coming up during the season of the year. And the plowing of those animals entered into that yoke gets the field done, gets the field prepared. Now, those animals are hooked to this yoke, a wooden instrument usually, and they pull with that yoke. And what it does, that yoke equally distributes the power of those two animals uh, across uh, that platform. And so that plowing is easier. It'd be hard if you had animals in that yoke together that could not pull at the same rate or that were not the same general height. One animal would carry more of the load. It would bear more of the burden. It would have to do more of the work, and it would not be as efficient. Paul uses that illustration that for a believer to enter into a relationship with an unbeliever, it is like hooking an animal into a yoke with another animal that is half its size, not even close to its uh, stamina, does not have a measure of its strength, and one animal is forced to pull the entirety of the load while the other animal gets a free ride. That is a picture of a Christian entering into a close relationship with someone who is either, number one, lost, or even maybe, number two, a backslidden carnal Christian. Paul said that we're not to be unequally yoked together 
with an unbeliever. Someone who is not pulling in the same direction, someone who does not live by the same faith, somebody who does not have the same principle or value as us. When we enter into something intimate with them, a relationship, a bond, an agreement, we have just put ourselves as a believer in an unequal yoke. Christians live by a different standard than lost people. That lost person in that union might be fine with cheating, stealing, lying, laziness, whatever it is, craftiness to get gain, while the Christian is not, and it's going to put an undue amount of stress and burden on the believer. So the admonition is, as stark as light and darkness are from one another, as different as righteousness and unrighteousness, so it is with a Christian and an unbeliever. So you and I are not to enter in to a relationship with someone who is lost, a God denier. That would go for marriage, that would go for business, that would go for dating, that would go for your close circle of friends. And I said this last Bible study, you can be friends with a select group of people. Sure, no problem. You can be friendly to everyone, but friends with just a select group of people. Here's what I always tell the students in our college here. You ought to be friendly to everyone, but not just friends with anyone. You need to have a vetting process, and that's the scripture, but you have some guidelines before entering into that relationship. You say, well, I just love that man. I want to marry him. If he's not saved, you're violating scripture. If that woman is not a believer, you're violating scripture. But I just want to be friends with that individual. They have the same hobbies. They share the same interests. They Maybe they do a little bit of this, that, and the other that I wouldn't do. But other than that, yeah, but you're violating a clear Bible command if you enter into that friendship. Now, I'm not saying you can't be friendly and that you can't communicate one way or another, but I'm saying that close, intimate relationship is sort of like the illustration about the young girl that came to D.L. Moody and really wanted to get hooked up with this boy, but that boy was lost, and he said, you ought not, don't be unequally yoked, and she said, but I think I can change him. I've never seen it happen, and you've not either. Don't lie to yourself, and I won't meet. Uh, it doesn't happen. He said, honey, I don't think you're going you're gonna to be able to uh, change him. He said, for example, he said, let me see something here. He said, uh, let me uh, see if you can uh, uh, lift me up. Get up on that table and lift me up. Because that's what uh, a Christian, you know, people want to say, I'm just going to help him. I'm going to, I'm going to pull him up. I'm going, to, I'm going to convert him. I'm going to make him strong. I, it never happens. But he said, here, see if you can lift me up. Uh, and he got down on the floor. She got up on the table, and she pulled and pulled and pulled and pulled and said, I can't lift you up. I can't lift you up. He said, it's hard. I'm heavy. It's hard to lift me up. He said, but let me get up on the table, and you try to pull me down. And she got down, and he got up on the table, big old D.L. Moody. And she reached up and grabbed his big hand in her little hand and pulled. And he fell right down. He said, see? It's a lot easier to pull someone down than it is to lift them up. Same thing's true in life. It'll be a lot easier for a lost person to drag the Christian down than for the Christian to ever lift the lost person up. In fact, I don't think you can do it. It violates Scripture right here. Be you not unequally yoked. Now, separation is not about what we're separating from. It is about what we separate to. A lot of times we struggle with separation because we think, I'm going to move away from this, I'm going to move away from that, I'm going to give up this, I'm going to give up that. But we don't look at it biblically. I think the devil does that to us to discourage us in this area. But the Bible motivation for separation is not what I'm leaving, but what I'm getting closer to. Because here's the Bible promise. The Bible says in the second part of verse 16, As God hath said, I will dwell in them, 
and I will be and walk in them, rather, and I'll be their God, and they shall be my people. Now look what he says. Wherefore, come out from among them, the lost world, and be a separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I'll receive you. He said, if you'll just come out from among them, you'll come into me. And here's the, here's the blessed promise. And I'll be a father unto you, a relationship, a sweet intimacy, a fellowship, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord. So God is promising the Christian who is willing to say goodbye world goodbye and to live to the glory of God a relationship. There's three imperatives here. We're commanded, number one, to come out from among the lost world, the unbelievers, the unrighteous, the darkness of this world. We are to come out from among them. We're not to enter into a close association with them. Number two, we're to be separate. We're to be separate. That means we're to be distinct. We're to be different in our dress, in our language, in our music, in our attitude, in our actions. It is different. And then number three, we do not touch the unclean thing. Now, that's sort of a reference to the Old Testament thing. Just like a Jew would abstain from certain unclean things according to the law, the Christian should not love the world. 1 John 2.15, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. It's an unclean thing. We're not supposed to go after that which is impure, that which is polluted, that which is uh, uh, tarnished, tainted, because it is of the world. So throughout the fifth chapter of the letter, uh, Paul gives us all that doctrine. Paul gives us all of that uh, 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 Bible truth about our glorified body, about the love of Christ, about how if a man's in Christ, he's a new creature. And now I believe this is like the application of it here. It should blossom into holiness. It should blossom into distinction and blossom into separation, avoiding unequal yokes, getting in the yoke with Jesus, taking his yoke upon us, his burden is light. We can pull with him, let him pull with us. And when we do, God says, I'll receive you. We'll have fellowship. We'll have relationship. We'll have an intimacy with him like we've never had before. You live out in the world and you get all that world dirt on you, all that world filth on you, all that world pollution on you. It's hard to enter in the presence of God. You've got to get cleansed. You get cleansed through confession and you got to get clean, get out of that world and get in close to the Savior. Thank God for that promise. If we'll separate from, we'll be separated unto our Father. Until next time, we'll start chapter 7, so make sure you join me. Pray for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.